Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome people in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or find us on Facebook by searching for Gone Boss. Today in the studio, we have Lisa Rosine from Recovery Cafe. Welcome. Thank you. Thank no you problem. for having me. I'm not, absolutely. So you are the executive director of Recovery Cafe. As of recently. Okay. Yes. So tell me about that. What's that like? It is a lot. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've been with Recovery Cafe Muncie um, since 2021. I started off as the cafe manager. And then I was the program manager. And then with a vacancy in the executive director seat, I stepped up and took a swing at it. And it's been amazing. It's a lot to learn in real time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's been, it's been awesome. Okay. So wh- tell me about the Recovery Cafe. What, what is that? What are its basic principles? What are you doing over there? That's like my favorite question. I'm sure. So Recovery Cafe Muncie is essentially a safe place for anyone to land. It can be people who are struggling with poverty or homelessness or mental illness, substance use disorder, domestic violence, anything that's causing trauma in someone's life or even just a a struggle. So, you know, folks might be struggling with grief or loneliness or just wanting friends, wanting to feel like they have peers. And so we are a place where people can find people. When someone enters the cafe, we are sure that they are treated as a human, uh, regardless of what baggage they may be bringing, that they are seen with love and respect and dignity. We just want them to enjoy the space. So they get a cup of coffee, they get a free hot lunch, uh, we have games and activities. And then once someone feels comfortable, we'll talk to them about becoming a member. And a membership is really where the work begins. And so that's where you start being held accountable to doing what you say you're going to do. So we have peer recovery support circles, which members will commit to doing once a week. So they pick which circle they're going to be at. And if they can't come, they need to let us know. So they need to start building that integrity and accountability. It's really a space where they can be deeply known and walk hand in hand with their peers of what's going on in their life this week. What can you hold me accountable to doing next week? And then on top of those things, we have a lot of pro-social events where people can practice peer-to-peer connection in a healthy setting without drugs and alcohol. So we have jewelry making, painting, karaoke, game day, uh, movie day, uh, just lots of things that people who are new to, especially recovery from substance use disorder, need some practice building that muscle experiencing those things without the crutch of drugs and alcohol. And then we also have what's called School for Recovery. So that's where people can learn life skills. So we have financial literacy class and book club and coping skills class and mindfulness and really just exploring who am I? What do I like to Mm -hmm. do? What skills do I need to participate in society and be successful to thrive? 
Excellent. I like that. Those are all great, great things you're doing. Now, where are you located? We're located downtown Muncie. So we are actually in the basement of Commonway Church. So depending on how long someone's been here, the landmark used to be Work One. Right. And if they've been here forever, it used to be JCPenney. Okay. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) So you can kind of tell how long someone's been around by which of those they relate to most. But we are... now at 201 East Charles Street in the basement of Commonway Church. Okay, excellent. So tell me, are you a Munsonian or are you a transplant? I'm a transplant. Okay. So I'm from Michigan. Uh, I am from all over Michigan, actually. I grew up in a tiny little town, much smaller than Muncie, called Lake Edessa. And my grandparents were farmers, and I lived right next to them. Okay. So I kind of grew up on a farm, but I didn't have to do the work That's why I say we live on a farm in farmland, but yeah. we don't actually have to do any farming, yeah. which yeah. I think is the best, really it's, the best way to live the on best. a farm. You just get to go play in the barns, yeah. and yeah, it's great. Go get lost in the cornfield. Mm-hmm. And so I had a really great childhood. It was, it may have seemed a bit isolated, mm-hmm. but it forced me to create an imagination and ingenuity. So I, you know, we didn't spend money on toys. We created toys. Mm-hmm. So I had to come up with, with things to do. And then from there, I, I went to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, that's where I actually entered recovery. I grew up, so on the hand of Michigan, I grew up kind of in the middle. Okay. Then I went over to the west. Mm-hmm. Then I went back to the middle for college. And then I went south of that to Ann Arbor. Okay. So I love that Michigan's a hand and I can just it's, like Yeah, it's really easy like where where you're at. To show people the yeah. story of Indiana doesn't journey. have, doesn't really have that. Yeah. I don't think <laughs> that so. Uh, so how did you get to Indiana and Muncie? Let's see. I am in recovery from alcoholism, substance use disorder, addiction, all of that. I wear a lot of different recovery hats, Mm -hmm. mental illness and everything. And that journey began in Grand Rapids, Michigan. When I was 23, I started trying to get sober. I was not successful the first couple times. um, And by that, I mean, I relapsed. It doesn't mean that it wasn't successful. It just means that I drank again and right. I used drugs again, you mm-hmm. know, but, but I didn't die and there was a, you know, a second and a third and a fourth and a fifth chance. So in some ways that is success. Mm-hmm. I've been sober since I was 25 years old um, and that was in 2010. So I'm now 13 years sober, Excellent. which is a miracle. I cannot believe that that's the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was not my intention, honestly, at first. Um, I was just taking it a day at a time. So I got sober and I was like, okay, I guess if I'm going to stick around and live, like, what am I going to do? Right. (laughs) Because I didn't know that that was even an option. Mm -hmm. I really thought that I was going to be dead by the time I was 25. I was, I kind of welcomed that idea. I Mm -hmm. thought that that sounded like a much easier plan than life. Yeah. Life was really hard. Um, Even if on the outside, I didn't have a whole lot of the worst challenges, but in my head, uh, I it was a lot of weight to carry. And so I didn't know if I was even going to want to exist. And then when I made the decision that I do, I do want to participate in life, uh, I decided maybe I should go to school and figure out what I want to do alive. Um, So I started off at community college, um, ended up going to Michigan State University, where I got a degree in psychology, and also became peer recovery coach certified. Uh, I did an internship at a place called Wellness Inc., which was, at the time, it was really a trendsetter in, mm-hmm. in 
terms of harm reduction. Nobody really knew what the term harm reduction was. Right. Um, and the the doctor that I worked under was was a huge advocate, and I was honestly kind of like, I don't know. So harm reduction is essentially meeting people where they're at and not expecting them to get 100% sober off the bat and just kind of taking little baby steps with them. And so maybe harm reduction is just switching substances or switching methods of substance or, you know, and so I interned there and learned a lot. Um, And then from there, I uh, graduated college and started working at uh, rehab that I once was a patient at. Oh, okay. A couple times. (laughs) (laughs) And that was a really full circle experience. It was amazing to be back working alongside who was once my therapist, Mm -hmm. you know, the techs who I would cry to were now my coworkers. And just, uh, it was really beautiful to be able to share with the patients there that there is hope. And I was literally in that seat at one time. So there I was uh, essentially a care coordinator. So I helped people get motivated for, okay, what are you going to do when you get out of here? And let's set that up for success. And I was there for a few years. After that, I wanted a family. So I was, I I married uh, someone who was also in recovery. And um, we really wanted a family and we're having trouble doing so. Uh, But we finally were successful. Um, I have two children now. And I had the privilege of staying home for, a sh- I guess, relatively mm-hmm. a short time. It was about a year with my daughter. And after that, I went to work in a research lab at University of Michigan studying substance okay. use disorder, working with kids. It was called the, a- the ABCD study, and that was really re- rewarding. Uh, and then after that, my husband uh, got a job at Ball State. Okay. So I had to, we had to move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, got to move sometimes. <laughs> and um, so we moved to Muncie. And I love that Muncie felt very similar to where I went to college, mm-hmm. uh, Lansing. Okay. Um, it, it feels very similar to Lansing, Michigan to me in terms of there's a university here. Mm-hmm. Um, there was once factories here, Mm -hmm. there was devastation here when those factories moved. There's a lot of chaos and problems caused by that. People are finding their resiliency and growing through that. And I could just see, um, in the recovery community primarily, because that's where I started here was entering into the recovery community Mm -hmm. because I wasn't working. So that's, those were my people when we first got here. I just saw a lot of resiliency and, um, in that way it felt like home right already mm-hmm. um so tell us about your kiddos Ooh, so I have two very energetic children um I have a five-year-old daughter her name is Fiona and she is the most energetic child that I've ever met <laughs> and I was an energetic child I had ADHD growing up I was very hyperactive and my mom says I was nothing like her <laughs> Like she's a whole nother level. So I, um, I feel really lucky that she, uh, I feel really lucky to be her mom and I'm really grateful that she has a mom who can empathize Mm -hmm. with what her feeling, what she may be feeling. Right. Because I felt as a child so misunderstood, so out of control and to be able to like see that as, yeah, I get it. And I, and I empathize and I, I'm going to give you some grace and some patience right now to, to find your bearings. Um, 
I'm just, I'm lucky that I had an experience that I feel like she may also be experiencing now so that I can help guide her through Mm -hmm. that. And then my son is three now and he came out the most easygoing, perfect (laughs) little baby. So laid back until about, he was about two and a half and all of a sudden a flip switched and, or a switch flipped. I don't know how you say that, but he turned on us, and now <laughs> he will not stop talking. He will not stop moving, and he just demands attention. And so now I have two kids who are constantly talking <laughs> and constantly interrupting each oh, other. Yeah. So it's just it's, it's just chaos it all the time. It is chaos all of the time. But luckily, we have a beautiful yard, oh, that's and good. <laughs> they can go outside and have a great time in the dirt. That, uh, so That's good. I've got a nine-year-old and who loves to talk, and yes. some days I'm just like, I love you. But my ears need a break yes. right now. Yes. And so we're just going to take a minute and we're all just going to be quiet. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Some man. days it works better than others. One time it worked for about a minute. I said, okay, can you take your top lip and make, make it touch your bottom lip <laughs> for as long as you can? We're going to have a contest. And, you know, they didn't realize it. Yeah. My daughter quickly realized and she said, I don't want to play that game. Yeah, I don't like this game, mom. I'm on to you. I know what you're doing. So... <laughs> So what do you like to do for fun? I love to travel. We haven't done a whole lot of traveling lately. Road trips are my jam, though. I love the feeling of getting in the car and the first few miles of a road trip and just uh, the anticipation of what's to come. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I know that this is exciting. I know we're going to go somewhere interesting. I love road trips. Um, my husband and I used to camp a lot. Uh, and we haven't done that since we had kids. It's tough to do with kids. Hopefully we will. I think they're approaching the age within the next couple years where we can start doing that again. So in the meantime, uh, I love audiobooks, um, podcasts, working out, being in nature, um, and finding time to be present with the chaos of life, like the little glimpses, the little moments of this is a good moment because it's it's going by so fast. There's oh, yeah. so much happening all of the time and just capturing those little moments of the giggles or the, you know, I love you mamas or, yeah. you know, it's it's so fleeting. So, yeah, those go by fast because eventually they're Get 19 yeah. and don't want to hang out with you. <laughs> yeah. anyway. We have one of those, too. So. Yes. <laughs> so what professional organizations or community organizations are you part of? So I'm still getting connected, to be honest. So we moved here in 2019, and like I said, I was a stay-at-home mom for the first while that we were here. I got pregnant right away when we moved here, and my son was born at the beginning of COVID. Okay, And so we were not connected uh, until about 2021. I looked out from under our rock and started exploring the Muncie community. Um, that's when I stumbled across Recovery Cafe Muncie. So, but really, although I've been here for four years, I feel like I've really only been walking around for like two years. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, I, I'm still getting connected. One of the most recent connections is the nonprofit support network, which Mm -hmm. has been incredible. That's been within the last couple months, um, just getting plugged in with, them and the trainings that they're offering in this new role I have so much to learn so quickly and I feel there is so much support for nonprofits. oh yeah and for people who are um 
trying to help people. Right. They, there's people want to help people here and they want to help people help people. And so um, I'm getting plugged in at a rapid level. But right now I don't have any um, official connections, right. I would say. No, and that's that is OK, because, yeah, it takes a while to yeah. get your to kind of get your bearings and yeah. figure out what you're doing. Yeah. And I always say in Muncie, you could find a networking group or a service organization or something to go to every day of the week, yep. um, which is great, especially for a community our size and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But then also it's like, there's only so much of me. I right. can only go to so many things right. and be involved and then also have my job and my family and whatever. Yeah. So really just figuring out what fits you best and how to plug into those kinds of things and yeah. everything. Um, is is always good but yeah the uh, nonprofit support network we had carly on uh a couple months ago so yeah, yeah. carly is amazing she's great we love her super down to earth and oh, yeah we'll do if you ask her for help she doesn't just like yeah i'll check I'll get it to out it. And yeah she's always she always gets back awesome if she doesn't have an answer what's your favorite band or artist so i have a horrible memory when it comes to that kind of stuff so i can never think of things on the spot but I love anything that brings nostalgia to me. So my dad loved 70s rock, and um, and I love funky music. So early 70s, like Stevie Wonder, Herbie Hancock, Shuggy Otis. Like, I love things that, like, have a groove mm-hmm. to it. I really love the late 90s grunge and alternative rock, awesome. just because that was that was when I was – figuring out who I am Mm -hmm. and it's just very nostalgic for me I like that too and Matt is a little bit older than me and like was not into that and he's like I cannot understand how you like grunge and I'm like well I can't understand how you dig Metallica so you know we're (laughs) (laughs) we're in the same boat but different eras yeah yeah like are you an early bird or a night owl I am neither a middle of the day -er. (laughs) yes (laughs) uh so this is about the time I start waking up me too um and I I think there's different chapters of my life. And right now I'm at a point where I do so much during the day that I'm ready to check out as soon as my kids go to bed. Um, I try to force myself to stay awake to like, you know, spend time with my husband and and enjoy a TV show or something. But then I'm like out Mm -hmm. by like 11 and then I'm up as soon as my kids wake me up. So I feel like I don't really have control over whether I'm a night owl or an early bird right now. <laughs> right now you're just kind of at the whim of the children. Yes. And so get back to me. Yeah, yeah. And I'll let you know. <laughs> have you ever met anyone famous? I did. And it's... Uh, so I met Fred Durst. And okay. I don't even consider him to be a famous person. He's just like kind of a gross guy. So <laughs> I don't want to say that I met someone famous. But I did meet him and I got his autograph. Because it's the only famous person I've ever met. That's okay. It's all right. <laughs> What's your favorite movie? Oh, my gosh. I don't love movies. I really like shows. Um, I like to, like, space out things. I think a movie is just, like, a big commitment, and then it's done. Um, I agree. So I am more of a show person, too. I love shows. Yeah. So, like, Handmaid's Tale. I love Handmaid's mm-hmm. Tale. That was the one of the few shows where um, I watched... like live Mm -hmm. so I couldn't wait for the next episode most things I'm like oh I have it all right here on like streaming right that's the kind of show where I was in it and I couldn't wait for the next the next episode awesome I I am like that too because I feel like yeah a movie is like a big commitment and a time chunk yes and I don't got that two hour window I can do I can do an hour or 40 minutes yeah and then the next day or week come back and do it again exactly much more manageable chunks I feel like 
What's your hidden talent? Something you're good at that people might not know. I don't think I have a hidden talent. Um, <laughs> something really silly is I can get rid of the hiccups really fast. That is a helpful talent. <laughs> it's very How, helpful. What's your secret? <laughs> um. So, yeah, that's silly, but I can, and I know that people struggle with that. So I feel like it is a talent. That's, like, the silliest thing in the world. No, but. I think that is an excellent and useful talent. Now, <laughs> other people who've been in here, like, can tie cherry stems with their tongue and stuff like that, which is cool, but, like, not exactly useful. So I feel like yours is pretty useful. It is useful. Yeah. <laughs> What's something that's on your bucket list? I don't know if I have a bucket list. I'm honestly kind of living on borrowed time right now. And I, I feel like I need to, I, I try to live each day as if this, I'm lucky to even be here. And so, um, eventually it would be cool if I lived long enough to, uh, retire and get an RV and travel North America. But if I don't, and I die tomorrow, I, I don't want to leave a bucket list behind. Right. Um, so I feel like my bucket list is already done. <laughs> like, I survived my 20s. Check. Well, that's, and, yeah, that's a pretty good accomplishment. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. And now I'm helping other people survive their life. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't think I have a bucket list. Okay. That's excellent. What do you do to maintain a positive attitude? I don't know if I have a positive attitude. <laughs> it seems like you have a positive attitude. <laughs> I, I really consider myself a realist. Um, and I don't I don't get hung up on if I'm having a bad day or a negative attitude. I don't want to, like if I'm upset about something, I don't want to be upset about the fact that I'm upset. Because that just compounds. Right. It's like a be- cycle at that right. point. Yeah. And so just allowing whatever to be to be. And so if I'm feeling restless, if I'm feeling nervous, if I'm feeling angry, just noticing that and allowing that to be there for as long as it needs to be there. And then it will pass. But if I get hung up on trying to control it and know I should be positive right now, then I'm, I can't, I I just can't force myself to be positive until I allow myself to feel whatever I'm supposed to be feeling right now. And then eventually the next maybe good thing or positive thing will come along if my if I'm receptive. Okay. What does success mean to you? I think success means different things at different points of my life. Um, I think it's a very fluid thing. So success 13 years ago when I was 25 and trying to get sober, success was not killing myself and mm-hmm. not drinking. That was a successful day. Mm-hmm. And some days that's still a successful day to me. Um, But as I've kind of mastered one level of success, then I can kind of turn the chapter, turn the page and level up to the next challenge. So like motherhood, when I finally had the baby that I wanted for so long, success was not screwing her up, you know, (laughs) like not, not like keeping her alive was success day Mm -hmm. to day. And now that she's alive, (laughs) (laughs) helping her thrive. Yes. Now like helping her through her emotions. And, you know, so there's, I think success is continuing to grow and continuing to turn to the next chapter of growth. Like what is my next level of success and not, not finding the plateau and just like, okay, I guess this is just what I am forever. 
Well, thank you so much for stopping by today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for inviting me. No problem. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Bye. So you're going to be gone. I am. I'm leaving on a jet plane. That's right. So at the time of this recording, you are not gone. By the time this recording uh, airs or hits the podcast waves, you'll be... I will be in deep in the heart of Texas. Deep in the heart of Texas. That's right. (laughs) So what I really wanted to talk about, though, was the lead up to a vacation, a lead up to a trip. If you want to get busy as a small business owner, if you want to get busy, go on vacation because... Everyone will come out of the woodwork. Now, this time I kind of did it upon my, I did it to myself because I emailed our clients ahead of time. Yes, which and, was good. Which we don't normally always do, but I'm going to be gone for a fairly extended amount of time or whatever. So we wanted to be like, hey, everybody, if you've got rush projects or anything that needs to be dealt with like super quick, hot, timely, get it to us sooner rather than later while I'm here and not in Texas. And what happened? Everybody in the <laughs> world came out of the woodwork. It was, oh my goodness, clients I haven't heard from in forever. We're like, oh, I need this, and oh, I need that, which, great, great for business. Uh, makes you feel like you're going to pull your hair out when it's time to try to like get ready and get the company ready to, for me to go on vacation and us personally ready to go uh, all at the same time. So, yeah, fun. Now, some people would argue... You know, that this new way of uh, living and working, meaning you'll have your laptop. Oh, yeah. You can do everything I'll you have wanted my laptop. to do from I, the beach. I can. Uh, but don't we need to unplug? We do need to unplug a little bit. I want to be able to spend time with my family. I'm also going to an Altrusa conference. So yes. I'm leaving before the rest of you all are leaving. So I'm saying peace out of here on Wednesday. And then I'm going to San Antonio for my conference. So I have to like be present in that, like, you know, do all the workshops and the stuff and you're a director hang out with now. my friends. I'm on the board. I'm a director on the board of directors for the District 6. Now, this is our international convention. So, so all the districts, all, all the districts the from all over the world will be there. So, yeah. Very so good. I wanna... You looking, to, looking forward to any keynote speakers or anything? I am, but I don't have them in front of me because I just dug it out of my email yesterday. <laughs> Because I wait till the last minute for everything. So there's going to be good keynote speakers. We're going to hear about the Altrusa Foundation and all the great things that they do. So I am happy about that. And I get to see all my friends who I met at the last international convention, which was in Charlotte. Okay, yeah. Which we kind of did the same situation. Like We were on vacation. We dropped you we off. We dropped then. me off that time. This time, you're going ahead of us, and then we are coming to you in San Antonio. Yes. And then we're going to go down south even further. I mean, as south as you can get in the United States, I believe. South Padre Island. Yes. Which I remember maybe being on, like, MTV. I think it was, like, MTV Spring spring Break break kind of thing. (laughs) I think it used to be, or maybe still is, I don't know, a big spring break destination. Um, Although there were quite a few condos that weren't available like when i checked them out so it must be a good summer destination too i did check the weather and currently it's 105 in san antonio yeah which is hot but not as hot as 113 it was like last week um and it said it was going to be in like the 90s or something in south padre so. oh man we, we're gonna have to take our jackets i don't know about that <laughs> but so yeah i've been trying to get the Farmhouse ready for me to be gone, and Amy's yes. still going to be here. She's going to hold down the fort, and you'll be here for, like, four more days or whatever. But then also getting, like, 
making sure all of our laundry is washed and making sure, you know, we've got enough suitcases for everybody because now we're flying. And I don't think all four of us have flown together ever. So making sure we have enough suitcases and everybody's laundry's clean and, and this everybody's will be got the, enough underwear. This will be the first trip for the nine-year-old yes, on a plane. On a she plane. is really looking forward to She's that. She's super jazzed. Now, I don't get to be there with her on her first airplane flight. It's just good old dad and Holden. So you guys are going to have a good time. Uh, you're going to have to get up at the crack of dawn and try to take me to the airport. Yes. And then four days later, do it all again, but with a 19 and a nine-year-old in tow. <laughs> But yeah, I'm, I'm feeling the stress right now of trying to wrap things up good enough that I can step out and unplug and all that kind of stuff. But uh, right now, it's a, it's a pressure cooker. It is. It's a lot. And, you know, we always do everything all at once. So, you know, this year, we didn't buy a company or anything and then go on vacation. <laughs> We've done that before. We did that twice. We did that twice. Uh, you know, so we haven't, we're not doing that. This is just normal, regular amounts of stress. So we can handle it. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at GoneBoss.com or hashtag GoneBoss. We're on Instagram at GoneBoss2K or you can find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at SchaeferLeadership.com. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week to find out who has gone, gone boss. boss.